You are not your habits. You are not your addictions. You're not the things that you think define you. You're not a smoker. You're not an alcoholic. You're not obese. Your current habits are. That's not you. You can't change. Do you want to start the new year strong? And you want to build a solid foundation for success all throughout the year, but you've got some bad behaviors, some bad habits, or maybe even some addictions that you want to let go of, but you feel like you can't. You feel like you've tried before and you did it for a few days, but then you were back again to eating unhealthy, not going to the gym, spending hours watching television or drinking too much, smoking too much, eating too much. In this video, I'm going to break down how do you break bad habits and eliminate them from your life once and for all. It is possible. And the first step, and that is why I celebrate you, is awareness. You need to become aware of that you have a problem. Because once you become aware of it, you can actually do something about it. I mean, think about people who have an alcohol problem. Maybe they drink four glasses of wine every evening. And I feel like, yeah, that doesn't affect me. That's normal. Uh, that's just normal. Everybody does that. We all live in our own tiny bubble. And oftentimes it's hard to see that we have a problem. So you're here, you already know. Yeah, there is a habit I want to break. I've just been unable to change it. So the first step is awareness. You need to learn, okay, this is holding me back. I can't continue doing it anymore. So now, what is a habit? Well, a habit is an automatic pattern, a behavior that you repeat over and over again. It can also be a thought process. And our brain automates about 99% of all of our decisions. Because if you had to consciously think about every decision you make in your life on a daily basis, You'd go insane, you'd go nuts. We all make these tiny, small decisions and they're automatic. That's good. But over time, there can also creep in some negative habits that hold us back. And if we're unaware of them, we can't change them. So the first step is awareness. What are the patterns, the behaviors that I need to change? And it's important to realize that you are not your habits. You are not your addictions. You're not the things that you think define you. You're not a smoker. You're not an alcoholic. You're not obese. Your current habits are. That's not you. You can change. You can become someone new. You can create a destiny that is different than the one you're living today. And you might say, Yannick, Everybody in my family is obese. I think I have obesity genes. No, you don't. Maybe your DNA plays a bit of a role in there. But generally, our DNA, our genetics is way overrated. And there's actually an entire field of studies called epigenetics, which means that your behaviors, your thought processes, actually activates and deactivates certain genes. So your behaviors influence the expression of your genes. So you are not defined by your past. You are not defined by your DNA. 
You are not defined by your current behaviors. You can change. You can become different. Even if you've tried it before and you felt like it didn't work. You can change. You can become differently. So how do you change? First, we need to understand how is a habit formed. There are three simple parts according to science. There's a cue, a trigger, then there's the behavior, the habit itself, and then there's a reward. If there is no reward, you won't do it. So you're not eating too much just because it's easy. There's a reward. The food that we often have gives us a dopamine spike. And many people also eat too much in order to escape. They try to escape their reality. They try to escape their problems. So maybe someone goes to drinking, someone goes to eating, someone goes to smoking. There are many different forms to escape our reality. And here's the key to understand. Our habits are learned patterns, learned behaviors. And if we try to solve a problem with a bad habit, that's usually just because we learned that this might be a healthy way to solve that problem. But oftentimes it doesn't solve the problem, it creates new problems. And we haven't realized that yet. So now we've got the cue, we've got behavior, we've got reward. So how do you change your bad habits? The first and most important thing is to change your environment. Your environment is the invisible force controlling your entire life. And nothing will change until you change your environment. For example, in the 70s during the Vietnam War, American soldiers had a huge heroin-like pandemic while they were in Vietnam and the public was concerned. What if we get all these addicts back into our homes? And they launched huge studies and then the soldiers came back home. And what they realized is that most stopped being addicts. They were reverted back to their old behaviors. They were not addicted anymore, which was huge because most addicts stay addicts. They go back into their old environment and they continue their bad behaviors. But these soldiers didn't because the environment changed. They were back with their families. They felt like a sense of purpose because oftentimes the war felt meaningless. And now they were at home with their family and life got a different meaning. And they were in a different environment. They felt more support. On the other hand, when you go into rehab, for example, most people who go into rehab, when they're back in their old environment, they are back to their addictions. They're back to drinking too much, back to smoking too much or whatnot. So what's the difference? A change in environment. If you've got a supportive environment, that's going to make all the difference. But if everybody in your environment smokes or drinks or eats too much, you're going to engage in the same behavior. So your environment is literally the invisible force controlling your entire life until you take charge of your environment. So what you need to do on the simplest thing you can do is to remove the triggers from your environment. If you're eating too much, don't 
buy unhealthy food. Remove that from your environment, from your immediate environment. If you want to eat more healthy, put a bowl of fruits on your kitchen table. They will look more attractive immediately and hide all the unhealthy foods that you have and put them away so you don't see them, so you don't crave them. And also, if you want to take a step further, stop buying them, stop having them in your house. So you want to get rid of the cue. You want to make it hard to follow your bad habits. If you're watching too much TV, well, why don't you take your TV off your living room and you put it in your closet? Or maybe you take the remote and you put it in the closet. So every time you want to turn on the TV, you first have to walk over to your closet to get the remote to turn on the TV. Now you're going to think twice about watching TV. I promise you that you're going to think twice because oftentimes bad habits reward us immediately. It feels good to turn on the TV and watch a season of whatever. Let me know what you're watching down below. It's easy. It's easy to engage in bad habits. They often reward us in the moment while punishing our future self. What we often need to realize about our bad habits, they make our future harder. They make it harder for our future self. Maybe eating right now is not a huge problem. But if you overeat on a regular basis, your future self is going to have a problem. So that's something we need to realize. And we want to make it hard to engage in these bad habits. But then also what you want to do is you want to outsource as many decisions as possible. You want to outsource as many decisions as possible because our willpower is finite. It is not unlimited. So in the morning, you get a fresh slate of willpower. But the more decisions you make on a daily basis, the more your willpower diminishes. And as your willpower diminishes, you make worse choices. That's why in the morning you have an easy time, maybe working out, maybe eating healthy. But as you wear out throughout the day, in the evening maybe, if you do all of the good, you would undo it and you eat unhealthy, you watch too much TV, you drink too much. I don't know what it is for you. But oftentimes, as our willpower diminishes, we make worse choices. So you want to outsource your decision making as much as possible. I mean, think about this. Steve Jobs wore the same sweater every day. Now, was it because he thought the sweater is cool? Maybe. But it's also a way to reduce the amount of choices you need to make on a daily basis. If every morning you stand in front of your closet, think about what am I going to wear today, you're already wearing out your willpower. Now, do I say you need to wear the same thing every day? No. But you could make a simple shift and pick what you're going to wear the night before. Now it's easy. Now you don't have to think about this. I do that every evening. 
I just pick out the clothes I'm going to wear the next day and that decision is already made. I made an investment in my future self. You could also create cues in your environment for the good behaviors you want to demonstrate. So for example, if you want to work out first thing in the morning, have a reminder that you want to work out. I used to do this, I have a jumping rope and I put it on my kitchen table in the evening. So in the morning, the first thing I saw was my jumping rope. It reminded me of going down into my basement and jumping rope and lifting, lifting weights. That was huge, especially when you build up that habit. And then also, a thing you need to do if you want to have your environment support you is you need to check with whom you surround yourself with. See, I used to be addicted more or less to video games and movies. And all my friends in school were playing video games all day long. Now it was almost impossible for me to not play video games because that's what they were talking about all day long. So I fell into playing video games all day long. If you want to change your behavior permanently, get around people who already demonstrate the behaviors you want to demonstrate. If you want to get in great shape, be around people who are in excellent shape. That's going to drive you, make more healthy choices. And I get it, it's uncomfortable at first. Maybe you feel like, yeah, I have a little belly fat, and they have a strong six-pack abs, massive biceps, and they're in incredible shape. Of course, it feels uncomfortable. But when you put yourself in proximity to the people who do what you want to do on a daily basis, you pick up their beliefs, you pick up their behaviors, to pick up their thought processes. And it's slowly but surely driving you to make better choices. So we need to take care of our environment. That's the most important part about changing your bad habits. Then the second thing you need to do is you need to figure out why is it important that I stop doing this. There's one book that has caused thousands of smokers to quit smoking. And all the book does is demonstrate, okay, this is why smoking is bad for you. This is why smoking will kill you. And it cost thousands of people to quit smoking. Why? Suddenly it was important. When something is important to you, you don't just give it a shot. You don't just try it. You make it a must. And here's the thing. Removing bad habits or addictions is not always easy. They serve a purpose. Some people smoke because they want to calm down their nerves when they're nervous or there are many different reasons. So if you don't have a good reason for why you need to stop, you will not stop. And think about who needs you. If you're a smoker, think about how it will impact your kids. If you have kids, I mean, you're shortening your life span, your life expectancy with every cigarette that you smoke. Think about how that will impact your loved ones 20 years down the road. 
The mistake we often make is we think immediate. We think in days and weeks. But we need to think more in years and decades. Are the behaviors you demonstrate today going to help you stay healthy, productive, successful, wealthy 20 years down the road? Or are they slowly but surely sabotaging your future self? Are they sabotaging your future relationships? And I encourage you, you pick out a piece of paper and you write down all the reasons why you need to stop this bad habit. And then drill down. What of those are most important? Which do matter most to me? Which will give me the most sense of urgency and drive? And then here's what I want you to do. Look at it every single day while you stop doing that behavior. Look at it every single day to remind yourself of why you're doing this. Having a purpose, having a why is one of the strongest motivating drivers. And when your why is strong enough, you can change a bad habit or an addiction almost in a moment. When your why is strong enough, you can change your bad habit, your addiction right now. And you immediately stop feeling the urge to do it. So knowing your why is critical. This is mission critical. And you want to drill down. Why does it really matter? Who needs me? Because too often we are more willing to do for others than we are willing to do for ourselves. Maybe you have been smoking for 20 years and you haven't gotten yourself to quit. Maybe you've promised yourself over and over and over again, I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit. But you couldn't. Maybe you were too focused on, yeah, the impact is going to have on you. Maybe you need to focus on what's the impact it's going to have on my spouse, my children, my friends, my co-workers. What if I die prematurely? What are they going to do? This is huge. Change only occurs when change becomes a must. So you want to raise the stakes. Another thing you want to do is if you want to replace a bad habit, if you want to remove it, you want to replace it with a good habit. Because if you stop smoking and you've been smoking eight cigarettes a day, there's an hour a day or more that is now a void. You don't know what to do in that time. So you want to find something that you're going to do instead. You want to find something that is a good habit that you want to continue that can fill the void. That is so vitally important. Don't just remove the bad habit. Start doing something good. If you stop watching TV all evening long, Replace it with having a date night with your significant other. Replace it with reading. Replace it with meditating. Find something that is going to reap benefits in the future and going to help you avoid your temptations. That is critical. Also, what you need to learn, and I know this has already been a lot, but what you need to learn is how to stop making emotional decisions. How to delay the, the 
impulses you have just a few moments later on. I mean, think about this. Maybe you're in your kitchen and you have an awesome piece of cake. And you feel the impulse. I want to have that piece of cake. Instead of indulging in it right now, take 30 seconds and wait. In 30 seconds, you'll think more clearly and you'll be able to make a conscious decision. In most cases, that urge, that impulse, it's gone. You don't even want it anymore. So when we learn how to delay emotional decisions just a bit, we're able to fight off these impulses. But of course, the most important thing is to set up your environment so that you don't have to make as many decisions as you currently need to make. Now, before we go into the last point, if we haven't met already, hi, I'm Yannick Matz. I'm a leadership coach. I'm the founder of LifeLow Media, and I'm so pumped to welcome you here on the channel. If you're new here, consider subscribing and smash that like button. Thank you so much. Now, the last key point that I want to share with you is you need to let go of your old identity. In order for something new to emerge, your old you has to die. And I know this sounds dramatic, but it really is the case. In order for your new self to emerge, your old self has to die. And along the journey, you're going to be confused. You're going to think like, who am I? Who am I if I'm not a smoker? Who am I if I'm not obese? Who am I? And that's perfectly normal. That is perfectly normal part of the journey. But the key is to let go of your identity of identifying, I am obese, I am a smoker. You want to let go of that identity because everything you put after I am becomes your reality. And you want to move from maybe I am obese to I am fit, I am strong, I am healthy. I'm a smoker too. I don't smoke. I never do. I never did, basically. Once you stop identifying with those behaviors, that's a sign that you've really stopped. If you say, I tried to quit smoking, you're destined for failure. Because that is a sign that you're not really seeing a path that you could change, that you could stop and you're going to revert back to your old self. So it's critical to make that choice, I want to be different, and then to stop identifying with your old behaviors. The process to changing your behaviors, to changing the results you get, may be painful. Think about when you're obese. Going to the gym once is not going to change how you look. But if you do it consistently, that is going to change. But it starts with a decision to not being obese anymore. Then you need to follow it up with actions. Consistent actions lead to the results you want to create. So what I want to know from you is, what's one bad habit you want to break? What do you want to let go of before we enter the new year? 
and then let me know what's one major point you took away from this video and then live fully, live openly and be the leader of your life.